Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well on, on a day that... A few days ago, I thought all day today was going to be just nasty weather. Uh, it's coming, though. Looks like it's going to be uh, coming late this evening and then through the night, which which is the worst time. And yeah. it seems like that is when uh, it, it feels the worst and it can be the worst because, you know, a lot of times you're you're asleep or trying to get to sleep and, and here comes some bad stuff. Hopefully it won't be too bad. But, the yes, it looks like the, the worst weather that we could have would be sometime overnight tonight. So be prepared for that. On a cloudy Thursday afternoon, a, a balmy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's crazy how warm it is. And that's one of the reasons why there are concerns about the weather. Because this weather is about to be hit by a cold front. And that can be pretty volatile. So so do be careful um, and be prepared. Uh, hopefully... Again, hopefully we just uh, just just have some rain and and not anything uh, that that is too bad overnight. But welcome in. It's the Thursday drive. Dan is on on his way to Mississippi. Not going quite back to Louisiana. He's gone to Louisiana for two straight weeks. This week he's only going to Mississippi and then uh, then South Alabama uh, for the rest of the week. So he will be out for the rest of the week, which is just. Well, no, he, actually, he'll be back tomorrow. That's next week. I'm already getting ahead of myself. They're playing coastal they're, they're, today. They've got, that's right. They've got coastal today in Troy. I have, I, it's been, it's, you, can you tell us? It's a long us, week, man. Can you tell it's been a tough week? It has been a long Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yeah, so Dan's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. That's Justin Ferguson. Hello. That, that you hear uh, chiming in as well from the Auburn Observer. How you doing? How you doing doing well. Doing well. I'm, I'm with you, though. Been a long week, um, and I'm looking forward to, Going to Nashville this weekend for for the Auburn game against Vanderbilt. Um, haven't been to Memorial. Gym oh, you before? haven't been in Memorial no. Gym, so I'm looking forward to that crossing is, that off the list. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah. really different. Bruce was talking today. He was like, uh, he's like, could you imagine a football coach trying to coach from the end zones? That's what it's like coaching at, uh, at, yeah. at Memorial Gym. So from the end zone and uh, and sort of peering up too. Yeah, uh, it's it is very odd, and it's it's the it it has the quirkiest nooks and corners mm-hmm. and unless they've changed it to get to the um press box i mean you're 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 you need to be in decent shape uh, you're you're, <laughs> you're taking a pretty good climb there we go to head up there I but i mean it's got ready. it has all kinds of obstructed views mm-hmm. there for in in the seating so student section under the like like below like at let floor level yeah. not like it like yeah, it starts level, it like starts below level. yeah it's it's wild, but yeah, looking forward to that because uh, you know uh, Auburn basketball really needing this one on on Saturday. Um, I was looking it up before before I got in here. Um, that this would if Auburn could beat Vanderbilt in in Nashville on Saturday, it would be Auburn's best true road win of the year um, in terms of the strength schedule. So yeah, I uh, guess big so. One, very very big one for for Auburn on Saturday. And, Obviously, coming off of such a great performance against against Missouri, um, seems that the the vibes have kind of shift here, shifted here for Auburn basketball this week, and uh, we'll see if they can keep it up on on Saturday against a, a Vanderbilt team that's 
fully capable of, of beating really quality opponents, especially with, with the coaching staff that they have. Well, a 33-point win uh, over, a, over a pretty good team, a very good team can do that. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, Auburn, Auburn had been close, and now you look back and really – since halftime against West Virginia, Auburn has played pretty well. They've played good They've played very good defense mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, it's just been a struggle for the most part offensively, except against Georgia and and Missouri. Yeah, and, and I think for Auburn, it's just the one question I have about this team moving forward is going to be, all right, when they get, and, and Bruce talked about this today, when you get into another close game, can you finish it out in the final minutes? I mean, you had Alabama most of that game. Yep. And you let it go A and M the same way, um, you know. For Auburn, can you can you finish the job? And and maybe you get one of those situations at Vanderbilt on Saturday because again, Vanderbilt's not a team that's got a sparkling resume. They're not an NCAA tournament team for sure, but uh, they've been they, playing really well lately. They played awesome lately, four game winning streak, and then you go back like they scored ninety seven at home against Arkansas earlier this year. They've got some really good wins on their resume, including that one against uh, Tennessee at home. So I mean, this is uh, it's gonna be a real test, and it's for Auburn. It's like I think they, you know, Tuesday they put it all together and they jumped all over a Missouri team that just did not have any fight after about the first few minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. What is it gonna be like when they're in a more competitive game, a more even game, and uh, you know, can they can they do that? Because that's the one thing I, I'm thinking about this team, especially when you go into the March. I've seen this team play good defense. I've seen this team play good offense at times. I need to see this team finish a game strong like they did kind of in the middle of the season when they beat St. Louis and Florida and some of those teams late Northwestern, which is an even better win now. They beat oh, Purdue yeah. and then they beat Indiana last night. Um, so can they do that again? Because that's the one thing that I think this team has kind of lacked here recently is just finish the finish. game against a quality Absolutely. opponent. That, that, is, that is without question the, the biggest concern is finishing mm-hmm. for Auburn. We'll, we'll talk more about that. We'd love for you to join in. Uh, we'll let you know that our number one of the drive is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline. You can join us by calling 334-321-1390, or you can text us on the drive text box, which is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, and that number is 334-564-1840. Anything on your mind sports-wise, um, we, we, we've seen all over the place here throughout the South. We were talking about the weather at the, at the outset. Mm. Uh, Auburn women's basketball moved up. Yeah, because of the threat at the time that the threat was, man, it could really be bad around seven or eight o'clock tonight. Looks like that may have moved back a little bit more. It's going to be more along the lines of uh, ten, eleven around midnight is when, and it'll, it'll when it's be really going to be It'll be helpful rough. for the visiting team to get out. Oh, as sure, well, be able to get sure. out. And I believe they they're tipping at five. I believe they are. Yeah. Yeah, so they that, were getting ready when I was when I was uh, leaving the arena earlier. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow Auburn opens baseball season. There you go. And the rain should be out. At least I'm I'm hoping it is. It looks like it should be out of here by mid morning. But the temperatures. Here's the thing: when you get up in the morning, it's going to be as warm as it is all day. The temperatures are going to slowly slide. It's it's going to be maybe fifty, maybe fifty. At first pitch tomorrow at four o'clock, and then the temperatures will just continue to drop. Yeah. So uh, that's why they moved that game up from uh, an initial uh, starting first pitch that is of six o'clock to four o'clock. Um, so Auburn and Indiana, and wanted to let you know we have some tickets 
for the Sunday finale. That's a 1 o'clock first pitch on Sunday with Auburn and Indiana over at Plainsman Park. So if you're interested in a pair of tickets for Sunday, you can just call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390, and those tickets will be yours. It looks like it'll be in the 60s on Sunday yeah, afternoon, it's be, so that'll be, well, that'll be a lot nicer. Well, and, and Saturday and Sunday, Saturday's going to be a little cooler, but it's going to be sunny. Mm-hmm. So at least it will look more like baseball <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow, it, uh, the clouds are supposed to be leaving. It's still going to But, I mean, you'll have the leftovers of rain and the temperatures yeah. dropping Indiana, tomorrow. Indiana will think it'll be absolutely normal oh, yeah. out there. They'll come down and go, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is great I'll, I'll never forget that when I, when I used to cover Auburn softball uh, at a former employer, like at the height of Auburn softball's you know, popularity, um, I remember they opened a season one year against Delaware, or at least Delaware was in for one of those like early mm-hmm. season tournaments. Right. And I remember the SID for Delaware in the press box saying, this is the first time our girls have been outside all year. Like in terms of practice, right. it's it's been oh the north northeast and they just come down and just stay yeah. for a month. And they, just, they don't and have just, fields to practice on. No. They'll take long southern trips. Yeah, you know. The, yeah, so. they were they were heading to Florida and they were going to play Auburn over that weekend and then keep going and they're gone for a whole month and a half because like you literally can't go back home and play because no. it's not it's not good not good enough weather. So yeah, I. Uh, I I mean, looking forward to seeing again as someone who doesn't cover Auburn baseball, you know, regularly. But I am looking forward to seeing coming off of such a good year, having to replace some of the talent they have. Mm-hmm. But that the excitement level still really, really high for for Auburn uh, baseball. On top of the fact that you know the SEC, I, I, again, I don't, I don't cover, I don't, I don't cover Auburn baseball regularly, so I wouldn't call myself a. I wouldn't call myself a college baseball expert, but when I just look at the preseason rankings, has the SEC ever been as good as it is supposed to be right now? I don't know that the West has ever been expected to just. I mean, preseason, all seven teams are expected to be in the in the tournament. I'm yeah. expected to be in the postseason. Wanted to let everybody know we have a winner for the uh, for the ticket. So, um, did, are we giving away both? No, we're giving away one pair. Right now, we may have another pair for later, but nah. we're just giving away one pair now. So I wanted to let folks know that we have given that first pair away, so you won't. So keep listening. We welcome your calls, but uh, don't be calling in expecting to get tickets right now. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, I've seen projections of it of eleven SEC teams. It's um, wild. Yeah, and I know, like in hey, Auburn's Auburn was picked. Auburn has been picked sixth or seventh in just about every preseason prediction that I've seen. I saw one that had Auburn picked seventh in the West and a two seed in regionals. That's incredible. Oh, yeah, and it's it's kind of like how Big Twelve basketball is. It is. Yeah, That's it's exactly just like you're, you're just getting. You know, uh, SEC softball is usually like that too. Every team will get in, yep. get into the tournament just because of that's how high quality you're going to play. You know, week in and week out. So, be very interesting to see where what, what Auburn does. And again. I've heard that uh, Indiana is going to bring a very you know, good team down down for, by by Big Ten standards. I mean, I don't think you necessarily think of the Big Ten as this great big baseball conference. No, but it I, seems I, like I Indiana's Michigan got some dudes. Pretty yeah. much what I think when I think Big Ten baseball, I guess, just yeah. because they've had some. I was, major infor- I was informed today that uh, I was like, man, I, Indiana baseball. I know nothing about Indiana baseball. Kyle Schwarber played in Indiana. That's the only. That's oh, the I did only, not realize that's that. the only Indiana baseball fact I know. So um, back so when at least he was a catcher. Some, yeah. Yeah. There's some weird ones like that in baseball. I was talking the other day about it. Um, Alec Manoa, the great pitcher for the Blue Jays, played at West Virginia of all places. 
Um, I don't think I've ever really heard of any other West Virginia baseball player. And then um, I believe it's Marcus Stroman was played at Duke, and it's like there's all these like random one offs, you know, with with college baseball where it's just like, yeah, that guy, you know. I've never thought anything unless it's a powerhouse program. It's like oh, I don't know a whole lot about West Virginia baseball or Indiana baseball. Like, odds well, are, here's, here's one guy. Yeah, I was going to say have. odds are there's been somebody you've heard of. Yeah, yeah, at most places. Yeah, and like I guess with Auburn, like you know, people maybe look at look at Auburn. There's so many you can pick, and there's so many in the SEC where like even the teams that aren't necessarily national title contenders, you can say, well, that guy played there, that guy played there, and that and that's what's crazy. And and when we were talking with uh, John Cohen, he brought this up, and and we were talking um, about you know just he was talking about some of the great figures uh, in Auburn sports and things like that, and and it's still mind boggling that Frank Thomas is the only SEC player in the Hall of Fame. That yeah, I I, I mean can't, as I can't many that. great players have come and are currently in Major League Baseball that Frank Thomas is the only Hall of Famer from an, from the SEC. That's so that's so crazy to think about. And then you start thinking like okay, who would you know, But who, then but then who's you think about be a Hall of Famer from from the SEC moving forward like uh, be interesting. There could well, I don't know. That that's a really good question. Um but I, one thing to remember though is for, you know, until the last 30 or 40 years, mm-hmm. most players, most great players, didn't, play college, didn't, didn't play college baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It was unusual. I mean, because guys would, uh, you know, come out of high school, start in the minors, work their way up, and try to be in the majors about the time they'd be finishing up in college, mm-hmm. uh, which, which it used to, it used to feel like, oh, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage if you go to college. You may be a year yeah. or so behind. But college baseball has gotten so good now. Yeah. That the top players coming out of college are, are going to yeah they're going to double A and yeah. they're uh, you know some of them are in the majors by the end of the shoot, year. Shoot, Sonny going straight to double A yeah. uh, last year that was wild like because it was like hey you know you're you're done you had a great season it's like yeah now you're going to go play double A baseball I mean, up the road. How, how long was Spencer Strider in the minors? Very, very like short a amount year. of time. Very, you know, I mean, so. even a guy, you know, Casey Mize was not in the was not in the no. minors for very long. Um, and so it's 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 an interesting story because there's always the you know the prospects you'll hear, like especially the international guys from these high school guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you get there eighteen, nineteen. You know, they'll be they'll be in the league. They'll be in the league in a little while. But yeah, you can get. I mean, the amount of first rounders that come out of the out of the college ranks now compared to, you know. It's not quite like the NBA is, where it's just like upside over everything. But yeah, there's a lot of teams that are probably prioritized. No, we want a kid who's 18 or 19 right now, and then we're going to try to develop him along the way. They're, like you said, college baseball's gotten so good that people are like, no, let's go ahead and pull the trigger on him, and then maybe in a couple years we got a dude who can play for us. Oh yeah, I mean, you look at a lot, a lot of major league teams. Look at um, look at the SEC, for example, and yeah. they know the coaching those kids are getting in the SEC. Yep. And uh, now I, I really wonder now with the, with NIL uh, mm-hmm. if you know if oh, yeah. that that's going to make things even more likely because think about it if you're if you're 18 years old you want to play in the majors um, that's you, great sound that sounds great but the odds are you're going to be riding those buses mm-hmm. uh, to a little to, to to nowheresville for a while not having the kind of amenities you could have. If you go to college and, and, and the money and, is not even, you know, not even comparable, unless you're one of those guys who got a, who's a right. really, really high pick and got a really sure. big signing bonus, you're going to be, you're going to be scraping for, for a while until you get, until you get up, up there. So yeah, I mean, that's, 
that I always thought NIL was going to you know help that in baseball, and I've always thought you know now NIL, especially these programs and these schools that don't have the advantage of you know the in-state lottery and all that, because we know how big of a deal that is mm-hmm. whenever baseball is. I do wonder though, and I would love. Again, somebody doesn't know college baseball that much, but I would wonder for a guy like John Cohen or elsewhere, like the the push that there have been from people to say, "Hey, let's make baseball a full scholarship sport." If we can, if we have the resources, like the SEC has been pushing that. For oh a yes, absolutely, like, it has. Yeah, especially if you go to like a place like LSU or Mississippi State. I mean, I mean, Auburn's obviously had a lot of success recently. But these places where he's like, "No, yeah, we could definitely do this." Like, it is a big deal here. But, like, I think some places are like, oh, we don't want to, you know, what about all the small schools that can't afford it? I think for the SEC and some of these, like, I would love to know the push. Like, yeah, go ahead and make it happen. Well, that's that's where NIL can can basically do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like, make it a full scholarship sport. And, yeah, with Title IX, add other sports to it. But, I mean, there's plenty of other sports that you can add on the the women's side to kind of make up for that. Um, You know, and and I, I, I would be very interested to see if that's where we end up going at some point because it is kind of crazy that when you think about like the really really good players you know how many guys aren't on full scholarship to play that play baseball just because of the way the rules are it's just Mm -hmm. it's such a such a bizarre system but maybe that'll go away or you know maybe like you said nil will just make up for it for a while we need to get to our first break here yeah i want to uh when we come back i want to touch on nil a little bit more but obviously we'll talk about basketball uh we'd love to hear from you your thoughts after last night's uh after the dust settled last night kentucky getting a big win on the road huge tennessee getting a huge win at home against alabama we'll look back at the standings look how things shake out for the rest of the year but we'd love for you to join in we're just underway here on the thursday edition of the drive time to churn up some more yardage on the drive Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. And uh, before we continue, Justin... Uh, update everybody on what's been going on yeah. there at the Observer, what you got coming up, and how they can get it. Yeah, a whole lot of basketball this week with, uh, obviously, the big win over Missouri. We had a podcast about that uh, today. Mailbag out tomorrow. A lot of basketball and some football in there. Also did a football story today on the linebacker situation at Auburn, specifically in the bringing in of DeMario Tolan and Austin Keys, mm-hmm. the philosophy that Josh Aldridge and, and uh, Ron Roberts are bringing to that position. Really interesting when you look at the numbers of how Auburn just did not rotate anybody at no. linebacker last no, year. They're, they're, there are quite a few numbers, but they didn't get on the field. And, Al- and Aldridge said it the other day to us. He said, I want to play four or five guys. And like, so we're going to have to find that depth. That's why they go out and get those transfers. So it's an interesting look at that linebacker spot. And yeah, I'll be in Nashville this weekend. A lot of stuff going on from there. And then, uh, man, it's hard to believe, but we are less than two weeks away from the start of spring ball. A week from Monday. Yeah, a week from Monday. is, is it's, It'll be there. We'll have a ton of stuff. So, com. sign up. Everything we do gets sent to your email inbox, whether it's a newsletter or a podcast. You get something pretty much every day. Today, you got two things uh, from it. So, um, sign up there. It's $6 a month or $60 for the full year. 
like I said, we get email everything to you, and there's going to be a ton between the stretch run of basketball season and spring football coming up. Yeah, I mean, there will be plenty of stuff to get to. We were talking a little bit about NIL, and I was reminded of a couple of the things when we were talking with John Cohen on yeah. Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, I hope you got a chance to hear that. If not, you can go to the podcast, which are brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Listen, it's right at the beginning of the show on Tuesday. Uh, we, we may rerun that at, at some point uh, again because I know that there's some folks that have asked about that. But, you know, he was talking about, NIL. He also mentioned facilities and obviously the the uh, upgrades to Neville Arena, mm-hmm. uh, which would involve um, both men's and women's basketball and volleyball, and then the the thirty million dollars that, that's going into the uh, upgrades and uh, the additions at uh, Plainsman Park. And he also mentioned. Uh, the north end zone in football. So I mean, to, there are some big things. Oh, that that's way, way, way overdue. I mean, way. And and now we were talking about it when I first started covering the team. Was when everybody was talking about oh, that north yeah. end zone. Oh yeah, it's been eleven and I, years. I, I liked I liked the plans that we saw. The yeah, very yeah. first plans before yeah. before we got the uh, the the press box. Um, but mm, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Look, and and again, that's my whole thing with the press. I'm not going. Uh, hey, I, we're there. We're, I, we're getting in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're there. We're not the priority. When it's like, oh, we can take this prime real estate at the fifty yard line and sell it to sure. people for tens I have of no thousands. Problem of with that? That makes sense from a from a from a financial standpoint. That's what you do. It's just like that getting that in the way it w- way it turned out compared to like where that money could have gone. And you got the giant TV as well. And like, right. there's like, but yeah, that north end zone, like that is. That is really the kind of one big thing I think holding back where where, where Jordan Hare can be compared to a lot of other programs and a lot of other big stadiums well, in, the, in the look SEC. At, you look at Starkville and what uh, what has been done over yeah. there, and yeah. I, and that I think gives you really excited Arkansas. about what John Cohen mm-hmm. uh, is going to uh, you know is looking at. But one of oh, the yeah, things yeah. we were talking about here during the break is you know you're going to have to be very resourceful now because with NIL before mm-hmm. NIL. You'd go out and you'd fundraise from the from from your from your alums and supporters, and you're still going to do that, but you're already tapping them for you know for for uh, contributions to, uh, and tickets and facilities, and now you're trying you're you're going yeah. back to those folks for NIL. And and that has to be a priority. I mean, you remember Bruce Got saying, "Hey, dudes. hey, the, the the facilities can can hold for a little while because we need the NIL mm-hmm. because you got to compete with everybody else on that level to get the players." Yep, yep, yeah. And it's it's the one. It's one of those things. I mean, it's just it's changed completely now. The letter and uh, the original intent of NIL was oh. not supposed to be this, but. It this is what is, it is. It is what it is at this point. You got to hang. You got to hang. It's like you got to adapt. And it's we were talking about this the other day on one of our podcasts. We were like, yeah, if you took every AD in the world and you took every college coach in the world, basketball and football and, and all these other sports probably too, uh, and made them tell the truth, like the 100% truth, yeah, the, you probably find uh, uh, not find very many of them who'd be like, yeah, I'm okay with what's going on right now. But – the good ones and you the gotta smart do ones it. know how to. Doesn't do. matter how you feel about it. You, you can't be. You better play by those rules. You can't be Jim Beheim whining about it. You know about how everybody bought a team but you, and that's why you're mediocre right. now in the ACC. But you know, like, yeah. Do you think? Do you think Kirby Smart uh, is like loves like all the stuff he's got to deal with, all the extra stuff to deal with? No, but does he? 
Does he do it and deal with it just so he can get the players and they can keep winning? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what the best ones do. Are you of are, are you of the opinion? And I've I've heard more people recently saying something that 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 I I thought um, could very well be where this thing winds up. And it's some it's a place where um, probably the players don't want it to wind up. And that's that's them being ruled employees. Uh, the NCAA is in court this week. Uh, the, the hearing a case, there's a case being heard about that right now. Um, my my thought process is no because I I don't trust that that would work. There's a lot of red well, tape and a lot the of the thing is if it through. is though that's that's that that's the the clearest way to have like a pay scale and have yeah. you know limits. Mm. I think it's probably better off like when you, you attach it to the universities. You, I, you don't trust attach the it anti- to the conference. Yeah, the anti- I think I think you get into a sport a point at the uh, point where, especially with these big money like like college football, these sports having their own kind of organizations, and that's what something college football has needed for a while. Is that there needs to be somebody or a group of somebody's in charge of being like, all right, let's make the best decision for these sports and instead of everybody acting in their own mm-hmm. self interest. And so maybe if you had an organization where you had it kind of it kind still have that affiliation that attachment with the universities, but have it as like okay, you're a college you know in college football this you're part of this, and then you know there's a you can have like a players association or stuff like that to make it so that it can be metered out that way. I think if you put it to up to okay, now you're employees of the schools. Every school's going to do something different, and every school's going to want to want to you know it's going to just be too much red tape. I think so. I don't know. There's not a perfect answer, but I also know that, like, you know, the thing about it is, is if you're going to do it with NIL, it's chaotic in the Wild West. But also, I know that, like, these athletes are generating so much money for the universities. They deserve to be compensated in some way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But but it can't just keep rising yes, the right. way it has. I mean, it can't. Uh, sooner or later, it has to level out. 100% agree. All right, we need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. 334-321-1390 here on the Thursday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Thursday Drive. Bill, Justin Ferguson, and yeah, we'd love for you to join in anything you want to talk about sports-wise. Um... I still there are a couple of other things I wanted to get to. We'll get back into we'll get back into basketball here a little bit. But uh, Justin, an awful lot of folks speculating now. Now that it is has been made official here in the last week, the Texas and Oklahoma are coming in yeah. for the twenty twenty four season. Um, I think we know. Uh, well, we know they're not going to be divisions. Yes, we don't know yet the type format 
I still think it's going to be 3-6. Three, 3-6, six. Three, six, But yeah. the 1-7 is still being fought for by some of those teams that don't, that they want that extra home they game. That, yeah. They want that one less, you know, SEC game against a, somebody that they can beat. I just, I, I can, I see that, but I also think, like, I... Um, because all this is happening because of TV money, I would imagine the TV is going to win out here. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will. So, like, would you rather see Auburn play Florida every year or watch Auburn play, you know, Western Kentucky one more time? Or oh, sure, like that? sure. It's well, going to be the it's going to be that big thing. But yeah, the three six. Um, obviously, everybody says Alabama and Georgia. It's the argument is okay. What happens to your third team? Um, is it? It's is it? What, you're one is of it two funny? Camps. Yeah. Is it? Is it funny that apparently Auburn fans who've been polled. Have said Florida. Yeah, I mean that's me, great. That's great. Corner. That's yeah. great till you lose one. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like I, I thought. I thought Auburn fans wanted things to be more fair and more balanced. If yeah. they're more fair and balanced, then no, you want somebody that I, is I, I not think the compromise. As, I think the compromise is still Mississippi State. That's who I've got. Yeah. That's who I have on it's the my team. You've played more than anybody but Georgia. Yeah. Um, and it's a team that's not in the upper half. They're trying to get there. Yeah. They've gotten better. But historically, they're not a championship caliber no. program. And, you know, uh, I just think that makes more sense than, like, picking up another random team in there. Um, yeah, I see some people saying Vandy. And it's like, I mean, I just won't feel. I no. mean, you know. I, you want Vandy just because you think you're going to be true. Vandy every that's year. That's true. Um, Florida, I mean, would it be cool to see Auburn play Florida every year? Yeah. But well, like, the good thing is you're going to get to see Florida play Get good Auburn. Get them every two years, every though. other year, yeah. or twice every four years. That's why so that's this so much better. That's though. why this ro- rotating format is so good, and I've been in favor of it since day one. Like, when yep. it is such a good idea. Play everybody every two years. Play everybody in their own building at least every four. And oh, then, it's great for players. Oh, it's great man. for the fans. I think to be able to to get to places they may not have ever been before. Yeah. you were talking. I mean, you're, you're talking. You hadn't been to Nashville. You haven't been to Rupp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little different. Still, met, it's a little met, different, but so I met Bob, Bob Walton. That's gonna be next year. Is there is there a football stadium? What football stadiums have you not been to? Um, You've probably been to most of those. I think I've been to all of them except for Kentucky. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, when you play a team, when it when it's like twice every seven years, maybe yeah. until there's realignment. You know, now twice when, every four years, the odds play, are you're going to get to every place. When Auburn played Kentucky in Lexington in '15, that was the year I was not full time on the Auburn beat, so I didn't go to that one. Um, but so yeah, Kentucky's the only one I, I think that I haven't been to football wise. I've been to everybody else. Yeah. Um, and basketball, I've been able to knock off a bunch of them this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just. I do, I do think that, uh, I do think that it's just, it's such a good format. Divisions, like, it's already kind of silly that we base, we base, like, who you play off of, like, where you're located in the world. Um, but, you know, it's even better, I think, just have it more balanced, you know? Like, make it so that, you know, Georgia, look, Georgia's going to be good no matter what. They're going to be awesome. But, like, have Georgia have to play Alabama and LSU and those teams more regularly. Yeah, they're still going to, now they're going to have to play them twice every four years where it's sometimes been, you know, the better part of a decade before they play each other unless they meet in the championship game. And uh, um, one of the things I thought was really interesting uh, that um, John Cohen also said, and I'd thought about this, but but it seems to be picking up steam as well, is you can revisit it every after no. a four-year cycle if things aren't balanced. You can try to balance it a yep. little bit. Still keep your permanent 
teams to keep those big rivalries, yeah. but you can adjust that third team if necessary. Uh, if a team really starts moving up, like if somebody in that that has been a traditional other team uh, really improves, comes on, and they they had a couple of lesser teams on their three, mm-hmm. then then you might make yep. theirs a little tougher. You know, just to try to balance things out. So I like that possibility. With with this setup, you have the possibility of being able to adjust every four years. Yeah, it's and better than the current format where you have it locked in for like twelve years. Right, it's twelve. It's, yeah, it is it's so bad. Um, I'm still kind of upset that the SEC has already decided what they're doing in basketball, which is just kind of shuffling a little bit. Like I wanted them to go to twenty games, um, like the ACC and the Big Ten do. Um, they're not doing that. Um, what so, I, I don't know that I've seen that. It's uh, let me see if I can they remember. Still, I mean, because right now you've got three five five. Yes, um, and now it's going to be two. There is it two one. That's it. Uh, it's like yeah, it's it's something weird um, where you have uh, you play. You play two permanent rivals every year, and then you've got I think it's one that rotates. Oh yeah, and then everything else is everything else is up for grabs. I think. Huh. I think that's yeah. No, that's how it is. Is it going to end? And it ends up what sixteen or eighteen? It 18? ends up at eighteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I I know the numbers. I've done them in my head. I hadn't seen it. I thought okay, you can do this and go it's, to eighteen. It's you two can do this permanent. go to nineteen. You can have another one that goes to twenty. Yeah, it's two permanent that you play every year because currently it's three. Right. It's two permanent you play every year, so that's that's four games. You play another rotating home and home, and then you play the other twelve once, and they, that's how you get eighteen. Um, so that's that's how the format works when they bring in it. I was hoping so you they would just go rotate to get a that one t- rotate one team one in. through the oh, other. That's crazy. Yeah, one through the other. So like So you get three teams twice and the other teams once. Yep. And then like yeah, if you play say you're playing um, you know, Auburn say Auburn uh is going to play Tennessee. They'll only play Tennessee twice in a year once every 12 years right. or something at that point. And so well, here's my question to my question to John the other day was baseball is really going to change. That's uh, I really have no idea. How well, see, here's, I mean, because right now with 14 teams, uh-huh. you play 10 conference teams. There are 10 conference weekends. So you miss three teams every year and they don't even rotate those. You don't even there's no like regular rotation right. in baseball when it gets to 16. You know, I really feel you need to go back to divisions in baseball. That I would think make you, sense, I yeah. think you go back and then you play your seven other teams and you could rotate the other, you could rotate three and get to everybody like that. I mm-hmm. think you need yeah. divisions with a 16 team baseball because you're not going to play, you're not going to play everybody in baseball. That'd be 45 of your 56 games yeah. would be conference games. You'd be killing yourself that yeah, way. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always wondered that about how they figured all that out in baseball because it's like you have that weekend and you know. Well, see, it used to make back back when there were back when there were twelve teams you could play you could play eleven mm-hmm. and that'd be about the max and you'd play everybody. But when it went to fourteen, they went, "Hey, we can't do that." And right. Went back to went to thirty conference games, and it's just the luck of it all. If like you yeah. miss somebody one year, or not. and sometimes you may miss the, you know three of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. Auburn hasn't had that fortune many times. Yeah, so, you know, of course, when you're in the West, you, you're not going to miss. A lot of times you might end up missing the three worst teams in your league that you probably would have wo- loved to yeah. have to help pad out your schedule. But, um, yeah, it's it, sports like that where you do play so much so often, um, you know, that 
It's it's different when you're just playing a team once mm-hmm. and it, you know at a time. It's different when you have it's to play like, somebody. Football's th- easier. Football's there's easier only to so many weekends. There's only so many weekends yeah. during baseball season that you can that you can put in there. And so yeah, it's that one. Yeah, football's a lot easier. I think basketball would be easier. I'm just still a little upset that they were like. I wouldn't mind a twenty game. Twenty would be fun. Schedule. I mean, you watch the Big Ten and the 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 Big Ten and the um, uh, ACC do it, and it look. I think the Big East may do it now too. It looks like a lot of fun, and I mean, you get more really good basketball mm-hmm. uh, that way, and they start things a little earlier, and so like you'll have those December games where you look up and you're like, oh wow, you know, Indiana's playing Michigan right now while Auburn's playing like, you know, Winthrop, and it's like you you'd probably I mean you'd probably a twenty, have a 20 would be so easy you just do five, mm-hmm. you got five teams you play every year, and then the other ten five of them at home, five of them on the road, easy, easy. I mean, that's but, that's that's as simple as it gets, uh, but. Unfortunately, we're not we're not we're not living in that reality. But yeah, it's just it, it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. Um, and then uh, the other thing I was thinking about also is like softball. Like you're bringing in the powerhouse of the sport uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah, you're not kidding. And Texas is always Texas really is not good bad too. either. But not every team in it, the aren't SEC. Aren't those the teams that played for the title last yeah. year? And not every team in the not every team in the SEC plays softball. I think Vanderbilt doesn't. Andy doesn't. Yeah, they bowl. They bowl, which is great. I think yeah. every, I think everybody should bowl. It was just no be, kidding. Yeah, just. The roll. I, I, I felt that could have been. I could have been a, a star. I, I, I'm rolling. I'm rolling in for bowling. Everybody <laughs> had a bowling team in the SEC. Everybody had a men's soccer team. Um, and then I'm also. Uh, I, I think the one that's really, really catching fire. And you, you know, seen, if you back it, they probably team. Yeah, they would. Yeah, that's all. Uh, you, all you've got to do. Uh, after going back down to LSU earlier this year, uh, going by their facility again. Uh, LSU's beach volleyball facility is sparkling. Like wow. it is, and that is a sport that's really caught on because mm-hmm. that's an easy way to give you a handful of more women's scholarships to to balance. I think UAB plays beach volleyball too. So it's like it's a it's a really good sport that at least has some reason. Like you don't have to be at their the beach. Facilities but, are sparkling. Yeah. At, at, what do you mean? Like it's nice. They have they have pretty sand. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super nice because they just they just dropped it in the middle of of where all their other athletic facilities are. But it's brand new. Well, and everything I would, around I would it think, looks you, a little you know, run down. You, you you wouldn't have as big an investment, I wouldn't think. No, it's it's a it's, it's a big ble- it's a big bleacher like okay. area, and there's two there's two courts, and it's just it's just really really well done. It's like it reminds me a lot of like a um like a really good like tennis facility. Um, where you just th- you can just kind of fit it in there, um, and I just you know I think that's a sport that pe- that would be really easy to add. One day, one day we're gonna get we're, one day we're gonna get men's soccer across the SEC. One day we'll we'll make it happen. Uh, but I think right now only Kentucky and so- South Carolina I think are the only two teams that have it in the SEC. But add more sports, we can do it. You know you're getting you're getting all this money from ESPN. Just go go for it. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Yeah. You're not the one. You're not the one having to uh, to spend it. Just just say that. To, you got to uh, build the facility. When, when, yeah. when you spend some time with John Cohen, just say that. That <laughs> yeah. that's what you. Hey, just go ahead and do hey, all look, that. You already have a soccer. You're getting all the money. Already, go ahead and do you it. You already have a soccer facility, so you can just throw that that's in right. there. Um. Yeah. The other ones are a little bit more bowling. I was, I, I'll be honest. I have no idea how Vanderbilt does bowling. Like, does is there a bowling alley on campus that they use? Did they build one for it? I don't know. Like, I, that was, I don't know. It's fascinating to think about. I don't know, but they won a national championship. Hey, there's some uh, Kentucky's really good at uh, is a rifle. I think. I think they're like routine national well, that champions. Makes sense. And yeah, yeah. And so it's like you can throw up some of these facilities pretty quick. And everyone's got to have that 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 niche sport that they're the awesome unique, at. Yeah. yeah, that they're awesome at. And for for a long time, I mean, Auburn, Auburn's obviously now is equestrian because they basically invented right. the sport. But I mean. 
not the most niche sport in the world, but for a long time it was swimming and diving here, where it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, this is just a dynasty. I think everybody's got to have that one sport, or at least a couple of sports, unless you're going to be like Florida or Stanford, and we're like, we're good at all of them. Try to be, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's mm. All right, let's get to our final break of hour number one. Hey, the, the, uh, do we have a call? Somebody's on hold. Oh, goodness, I forgot. Terry, you've been hanging. He's been on perma hold. We'll get to break. Terry, you're up when we come back. Drew, you got to remind me when we have a call. Drew talked to Terry and put the, put the board down over there behind him where I couldn't see it. I Terry, just happened to Terry notice, the whole happened to notice there's time. a red light on there. Yeah. So, yeah, Terry, you're up when we come back here the on the time. Thursday Drive. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Bill, Justin, Drew at the controls, and Terry... Terry, man, I am so sorry. Drew, Drew didn't uh, remind us that, that we had a call. How you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. No, no problem, guys. Always a pleasure to speak with y'all. Um, you guys were going over the the sports. You know what the sport I miss the most is a sport that's very big in this state in high school, and that's wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. Auburn was very, very good at wrestling too. Uh, I never wrestled in high school, but I have a lot of friends who did, and it was huge. And I can't remember the year they cut it all out, but I would say it was in the early 80s. Bill, would that be accurate? Uh, it would be accurate. I, I did play-by-play of Auburn Wrestling the last year they competed. Did you really? Yeah, and I didn't know what I was talking about. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, I had uh, had the coach's brother there. I would basically just say who it is, uh, who they were, what their weight class was, and who started up, and that was pretty much it. Well, now, my freshman year in high school, 1981, he had a guy in my school, uh, he got a wrestling scholarship to LSU. Oh, wow. Yeah, LSU was really good, too. Hey, the SEC had a few teams that were, I mean, Auburn and LSU were perennial top 10 teams. And now it's just really a Big Ten sport and a little bit in the Big 12. I know Mm -hmm. Oklahoma's really good. Oklahoma State. Midwest. Yeah, in the Midwest, Yeah. yeah. Well, Justin, I had a the guy with. Uh, speaking of, he only wrestled forty two matches in his senior year in high school mm-hmm. because people were gaining weight, and losing weight to get out of his division. That's how good he was. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it, it, it's just I got thinking about it. And I think, hey, it's a sport a that, that was done away with, and it was mm-hmm. it's really huge in this state. Uh, were you guys surprised that Alabama's loss last night? I was, especially no with, Julian and no Josiah Jordan. That's James. exactly right. When Tennessee didn't have those guys, I just didn't think they'd be able to. Uh, to, to stay there with Alabama, man, their defense—they do—they they put pressure on the guards on the perimeter so much. I mean, Alabama's playing thirty feet away from the bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only thing—if you look at it statistically—the only thing Alabama really did super well in that game is they shot threes pretty well. They couldn't get anything from two, no, uh, because Tennessee made it so hard. It's a lot of tough twos when you play Tennessee, and so I was really surprised. I thought. They were going to have to have both of those. I mean, Josiah Jordan James was the best player on the floor when Auburn played him earlier this year. Julian Phillips has been one of their best players probably mm-hmm. all season. Um, but yeah, big win for Tennessee, and it, it's it'll be interesting. Like I, I think Alabama still wins it going away, but now you know I don't a, know about a, going a, away. A and M just a game winning. back. Yeah, A and M keeps winning. They do have to play each other. I think that's the finale. It is at A and M. At A and M, that's such a tough place to play. So. Um, but yeah, very, very, uh, very surprised that they did it with who they did it with, considering, you know, they had just come off of two games where, I mean, 
you tell you, the Missouri game, Missouri lit them up on defense that game. I mean, they're Missouri offensive. scored eighty six on them. Yeah, and so for them to turn around and really lock it down, that I was mean, a really that was a really big win. That's what's crazy. I mean, Alabama was so hot against Auburn. Missouri was so hot against Tennessee that I thought, yeah. Uh, I didn't think Alabama would shoot 60%, but I thought they were just too good offensively after what Missouri had done. It was obvious that uh, maybe Tennessee was looking ahead a little bit to the Alabama game. Now, see, I think, I think A&M gets them. I do. I think uh, every time I try to fill out my bracket every year, and I'd wait well, on the bracket pairs coming in, it doesn't mean no good. I end up throwing it away. But I look for the hottest team. And I just think Alabama's peaked too early. I'm not big on them. I think, I think they're lacking inside. I think they come across a real dominant big man. He can give them a lot of problems. Well, I think the, the fact that Betty Aco was not 100% hurt them a lot for sure last night. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Alabama, you know, I, I do think the depth that they have is, is really impressive. But, you know, last night, I know, uh, Brandon Miller got in foul trouble in that game, and I think that affected them as well. So it'll be interesting to see what, what they've got because Alabama doesn't have necessarily the easiest of run ins no. uh, to end, to end the regular season, but, uh, we we shall see. It is it is crazy though to think about it when you look at. Hey, it's this is a down year for the SEC. I was talking to somebody about that today. It's a down year for the SEC. There's only like seven teams that are supposed to be getting into the tournament. That just shows you how the rest of college basketball is kind of right. in the same spot as well. But Alabama, well, there are a lot of there, there are a lot of teams. You know, if if Alabama had beaten Tennessee and Mississippi State had beaten Kentucky, there would be nine teams within two games of each other for third. Yeah. Wow. So I mean that's that's how crazy and competitive it's been there just below the top and above the bottom. And I think it's this has been a league this year pretty much where it's like anybody can beat anybody on any given night. I do I do really believe that. I mean, I think there've been a couple of games where it's like, yeah, okay, well, it's just out outclassed all the way through. Uh, but, you know, probably much 80, 90% of the games in the SEC this year, any result mm-hmm. wouldn't sh- surprise me just because of how balanced this league is. Okay, just let me ask you one more quick question, please. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just a strict yes or no answer. Got it. Is Auburn got a new quarterback after the spring? No, on the roster. I'm not saying a starter. I'm saying a guy on the roster. Yes. Okay. I agree. Appreciate Have a good day, guys. Yeah. All right. Good call, Terry. Yeah, thanks for hanging on. Uh, we're halfway done. Uh, don't forget, um, bottom of the hour coming up, it's Tiger Takes with Zepp Jasper. We'll talk more basketball, uh, but anything you would like, Join us for hour number two of the Thursday Drive. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Doug Brown. Tiger Woods is playing his first PGA Tour event since the Open Championship last July. Woods is even par after 10 holes in the first round of an event he hosts, the Genesis Invitational. It's live right now on ESPN+. Plus. The Celtics make it official. Joe Missoula, now the team's head coach. He'll get a contract extension. Missoula has been the interim coach since Ime Udoka was suspended in September. The Celtics have the best record in the NBA at 42-17. and 17. 
The All-Star break starts tomorrow. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver comments on dealing with officials who make mistakes during games. They are absolutely held accountable. Um, we, we don't publicize um, discipline for officials. We don't think that would be appropriate, but their assignments are affected by the quality of their calls. Um, whether or not they progress into the playoffs and then round by round is impacted by the accuracy of their calls and their demeanor on the floor. Adam Silver, the NHL Players Association, officially hires U.S. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh as its new executive director. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. Hour number two of the Thursday Drive. Hope everybody doing well. Sort of a, uh, it's overcast and gloomy and uh, just... A little uh, foretelling of, of what we're going to get a little later on this evening and through the night. Hopefully nothing severe, but rain is on its way. And a change in the temperatures uh, right behind that. So be prepared for that. So It's going to be really cold in Nashville this weekend. I just looked at uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, my yeah, younger younger son and daughter-in-law are going. We're, we're babysitting our, our, our granddaughter. Yay. So they can go up to... To the That's game awesome. on Saturday, so uh, should be yeah. should, they're they're expecting a pretty good Auburn crowd. Uh, I think so. One. Yeah, and uh, a lot big, big you know Nashville club is is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of folks who graduate from Auburn or from or near that area go there. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of what kind of crowd Auburn's had good road support this year. Um, they did it. You know, South Carolina was a really big one. These Saturday road games. Hey, it's easier to get tickets to some of those games than it is to get look, to uh, Neville. Look, my dad is. Uh, my my dad went with me to two games this year um, and bought tickets. You know, drove up there with me, and I, I go to I go to you know media row, and he scalps a ticket or somewhere because yeah. It's. I mean, he lives a mile from from the arena, and yep. it's a whole lot cheaper for him to go watch them play in Knoxville or or uh, Columbia. And I'm sure that's going to be the case for a lot of people go, trying to go to Nashville tomorrow. Oh yeah, so it should be a, a good Auburn crowd. We'll talk more about that. Get to your phone calls. We'll let you know that hour number two of the drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika. On the web at orthoclinic.com, and your calls. We'll be coming in on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. Uh, Almost left out. I left out some of the numbers there. 321-1390. Or you can text us on the drive text box brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. That number, 334-564-1840. It's Bill Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here in the studio, Drew at the controls, and we'll get to the phone. And Jerry is first on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to mention that I got to see John Hanna wrestle 
at Auburn Arena, uh, the Coliseum, years ago. He was a pretty good wrestler as well as being a, a great offensive lineman. I didn't know he yeah. was a wrestler. Well, yes, he was a super he heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, and he had a. I think there was a center that wrestled also for Alabama. But uh, that's that's an exciting sport. I enjoyed it. Hey, it was it was it was popular here. Auburn was good at it. It just uh, when Title IX came along, that was one of the tough decisions Coach Dye had to make. I mean. Uh, uh, yeah. You had to add, you know, so many uh, women's sports, and uh, that, that there just wasn't another women's sport they could add at the time they could afford to add. So, yeah, wrestling, uh, unfortunately, got the axe. Yeah, and there was a guy named, I, I can't remember his whole name, but it, Dan somebody from, a, I think he was from Iowa, mm. that won the gold medal. Dan Gable, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, one thing, too, uh, I just wanted to mention that road trips are the are great. I've really enjoyed going to see other campuses and, you know, just seeing the culture at the other schools. And before the last expansion, I had been to every campus except mm-hmm. Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a it's and a great it's a great way to you know, and I say like making these road trips during football season. Obviously, you're like, but like it's usually more expensive. Hotels are a lot pricier. Right. If you love Auburn basketball, you like you know, these weekend road games and basketball are a really really good way to to get out and, and and experience a lot of these campuses for sure. And it's usually cheaper than a football weekend. Oh yeah, no question. But but when you talk about football uh, now, it looks like. You know, when with with the expansions that had gone on, it was you know it was a long time in between opportunities to get you know it could be twelve years in between trips to a certain school, and uh, right. it looks it looks like with this new schedule, you'll be able to go to every school or any school in the conference at least once every four years. Yeah, and I'm out for the three six schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, what will be really interesting is, and, and we expect it to be the 3-6, is the years that you have five road games, you would hope that maybe your tougher games of those every-year opponents could be at home on the years when you were playing yeah. the, the then, five road and, games. And then also try to size it up where you're at home for your for your non-SEC, that, that power conference right. game. You know, try to, try to even it out as much as possible because I think Auburn's got – those series, I mean, they start the one with Cal. They've got Baylor coming up. They got UCLA as well. Like they have, they have them marked out for a good while. But so make it so it would be seven. Would probably be that. That would be your max if you did that while you when you've got these, um, you know, uh, you know, five row games. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, because think, you're gonna because you'll play at least four. So in the year you played four, that's when you'd play the non conference road games that you had scheduled in the future. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call, Jerry. By, yeah. By the way, by the way, just look this up. John Hanna also uh, track and field at Alabama. Uh, was he a shot put? Shot put and discus. Okay. Yeah. Can, can only imagine how how good he was at that. I can I can remember see I can remember seeing him in the. Uh, it was a little different seeing him in the uh, uh, in the wrestling and track and field gear as opposed to in football gear. Yeah, uh, John Hanna. I mean. 
obviously before my time, but looking at his looking at his accolades, two time first team All American, seven time first team All Pro offensive yeah. lineman to be to be that uh, good. He, he was he was considered one of you know if not the best offensive guard ever. He made the uh, he made the NFL's nineteen seventies All Decade team and mm-hmm. the eighties All Decade team. And he made the two anniversary teams that they had as, yeah. as you know one of the best to ever play on the offensive line. That's just it's wild to think about like you know some of those some of those guys from history. Like you know you don't for somebody like me who you know was born in the in the early nineties like didn't never saw him play didn't really know just know the name and know how 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 crazy good he was for, for See, so long. Seeing him in uh, you know something like that as a wrestler or in track and field is uh is akin to the opportunity that that some of us had to see Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker run track. Yeah. I I love stories like that where like these insane athletes at a sport that like they didn't go pro in, mm-hmm. like what, what how good they were at, at that. Um you know, I, I'm trying to think if I have any sort of ones that are that are off the top of my head, but I do um, you know, uh, people have always talked about like LeBron, especially with him breaking the record. He, his high school football tape is crazy, oh, yeah. And he's one of the few elite basketball players who played high school football because usually you don't mm-hmm. like once you oh, know no, you're, you're right. You know, once you know you're going to make it in basketball, you don't want to mess There's around with football elite, anymore. There, there are a lot of elite football players who played basketball. Yes, you're but right. It's usually not the other way no. around. And uh, yeah, and then there's also obviously. Some really good examples of like, football players who play baseball, or mm-hmm. you know, and, and vice versa. Um, and then sometimes those guys who do who do both, you know, like uh, like Kyler Murray. If you ever see anything of Kyler Murray's like high school baseball tape, it's just like all right, he's just, just not fair what he was what he was doing that age. So I love those kind of stories because it's always great. It's always a good topic. Where it's like all right, who's the best athlete you saw play when they were in high school? I do like the. Hey, who's the best athlete you saw playing high school at a sport that was not what the the sport he ended right. up playing? Because you know that's 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 uh, that's really supposed. The one I always go back to again playing against Nico Johnson was an inside linebacker at Alabama uh, and you know played in the NFL. He was like a second round pick. Uh, he was a starting center on, on the basketball team I played against when I was in high school. He was in Andalusia, um, and so it was just like, oh no, you're just good. <laughs> like you're just a really good athlete. Uh, there's always that's always really fun to me and. I can't imagine seeing like one of the best offensive linemen who have ever who've ever lived be a wrestler. Like I bet he was just a monster. Yeah, at that. you think? Of, I mean, the quickness that he had. I mean, he, yeah. he was he was quick for a big guy, and then yeah, and extremely strong. Great stuff, Jerry. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Mitch is up next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Bill, uh, <clears throat> got to give you some kudos. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think somebody asked you if uh, Alabama would go through the SEC undefeated, and you said, nope, it may have been Dan. No, I didn't uh, think they would. Uh, I was I was less confident of that after watching Tennessee the last few games. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't realize that Tennessee had a couple of players out last night. So yeah, yeah not just a couple of nobodies either. Right, right. So, and... Um, and uh, I, I I was pulling for Mississippi State last night. So was I. <laughs> but uh, well, you know what? Um, Terry Terry kind of kind of opened a can of worms, I guess, because because I was a wrestler in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my freshman year, uh, wrestled one hundred and five. I was going to say, you, I figured you were bigger than ninety eight, but uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, there was we had a guy at ninety eight that was that was pretty good, and. Uh, so, I, so what I, did you weigh normally before before the weigh in? Uh, 
This is what this is what I always liked. Uh, good good friend wrestled at one forty two, and he was usually about one fifty five. Wow. Oh no, I I never had a problem with weighing. Oh okay. Never. I didn't have to. I didn't have to chew gum and spit. I didn't have to starve myself. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Just I was like just I was right there <laughs> as, as a freshman. So, uh, Man, I was 108 in the sixth grade, probably. 105 in the sixth grade. <laughs> ain't, ain't no, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I blew past that. Still, I mean, I think I only got up to be about five foot six. And how tall were you at your, before you started shrinking? About six, four is what I topped out at six, four. Golly, I, I, went, I went in yesterday to get something checked, and she, she had me closer to six, two. It's awful. Uh-huh. I would drive. Oh, yeah. You I'd settled, drive me crazy. Settled in your old age. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, get back to wrestling. I, I do remember uh, uh, going to wrestling. And I think did did because uh, you said you did play by play. I know that I think Auburn, you know, there at the tail end before it got canceled, um, that they either wrestled Iowa or Iowa State. And I think Dan Gable went to Iowa State, but he coached at Iowa. Yes, I think uh, oh, wow. yeah, you're you're right. Okay. Okay, now I don't know if he was the coach when Iowa came. I believe he was. Uh, I do believe he was. Okay, all right. Because that was a, that was that was the the big selling point. Oh yeah, or one uh, of the big you know, uh, one one of the big items you wanted to uh, um, use to try to create buzz and and bring the crowd in. Right, right. Well, it's like like I said, I, I wrestled my freshman year and. And that was uh, that was '84, and I think that may have been the year that they got rid of it, or it may have been the next year. I don't, it was it was a, before '85. Okay, because because we had we had a an Auburn wrestler come in to help us, and uh, he was originally from New York, and he was telling me that you know how big wrestling was you know up there, and he would say that you know when when the varsity uh, wrestled on you know whenever night that was or whatever in in the gymnasium it would be like standing room only I mean it would be sold out packed to the rafters you know to watch watch high school wrestling mm-hmm. and um, does doesn't Missouri have a wrestling team they may they may because there are a lot of schools there in the Midwest that do um, I'm not sure if they still do but they they very well may and I think. You know, Terry. Well, I know the Big Ten and 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 the Big Big Twelve have wrestling, but I think some of the Pac-12 and some of the ACC schools have some wrestling that I may have seen on the ACC network. Uh, so um, I don't know if all of them do, but yeah, that would that would actually be great if they could if they could bring back wrestling because I do really enjoy college wrestling, not the the entertainment wrestling that we have now, but. Oh yeah, no that that's real wrestling, no question. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's speed and quickness and and leverage and and all that and everything. But uh, um, but Justin, I gotta agree with you. Uh, yeah, basketball they need to go to to twenty games, and I think Bill, you said you know five. Would you say five in and or no five five and? Yeah, just play five five teams twice and the other ten teams right. once. Yeah, it, was, it yeah. would have been such right. it would have been such a better scheme. But yeah, they've already they've already said they they were going to do that other two one, however many that is format, and not not as big of a fan of that. Yeah, well, I mean that I mean that that 
excuse me, that doesn't pass the smell test or that doesn't, that just doesn't seem, why are they doing that? I mean, there's got to mm-hmm. be something behind it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I think like, you know, especially when in college football, when we saw all these teams, or like the Big 12 always been a great example of that, where they were like, we're playing around Robin, but we also want to have a conference title game because everyone else does. We want to match the data points. And I feel like in college basketball, it would it would be it would be helpful to the SEC if you play twenty games like some of these other conferences did because that usually just is a natural boost to how good your schedule is. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it, it makes sense, but you know, people do things that that don't make sense. <laughs> so anyway, all right, guys. Hey, by the way, by the way, Mitch, it was the eighty. It was it was eighty one was the last was the last season. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. Hmm. Well, I guess. I, I, well, I, I guess the guy that came to, to help us coach uh, kept his scholarship and stayed. And, and yeah, so, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that would have been probably his fourth year. Yeah, okay, in '84 or his third. Yeah, okay. All right, '81. Wow, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize it's that long ago. All right, thanks, guys. Time flies. Yep. Appreciate it, Mitch. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our first break of hour number two. Don't forget, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk with Zepp Jasper for our weekly Tiger Takes. Uh, we'd love for you to join in, though, either before or after. And again, three three four three two one thirteen ninety is the number to get you through. You're live on the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 21 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Thursday. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Walter is up next. Hey, Walter. Hey, Bill. How y'all doing, buddy? Doing fine. Good deal. Hey, I was calling about the gentleman that called in about uh, Hannah wrestling at Auburn. Uh-huh. In the, in the 70s, we would when Auburn wrestled Alabama, we'd sell out the pull-out sections, the lower bowl, and part of the upper bowl. Hey, it, uh, because, it was, it was uh, there was no question, it was very popular. Well, they had him, and the other guy he was talking about was Croft. I don't know if oh, you oh, him. oh, yeah, Jim Jim Croft, wasn't it? There you go, yeah. And uh, yeah, he was, was. He may have been a better wrestler than Hannah. I thought. Uh, well, the problem was for them was Dave Hill at Auburn. Uh, you know, David played uh, tackle or sure. at Auburn, uh-huh. and uh, I was there the night that he picked Hannah up and body slammed him. You would have thought that uh, we'd just beat Kentucky in basketball. <laughs> the whole place just went ballistic. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So, um, and you know, Coach Umbach, he was also very involved. He was one of the people that started uh, Dixie Youth Baseball in Auburn. That that yeah, I I have been told that story. And yes, that's uh, his, yeah. His son, who was an attorney in Auburn, pitched pitched for the Braves World series. Yeah, yeah. But he also pitched in the Little League or Dixie Youth League World Series mm-hmm. uh, after Coach Umbach got it started. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And when I was in just starting in college, you know, we had the national uh, in, uh, NCAA finals at Auburn uh, in the Coliseum. Right. And some of the – one of the local fraternities had kind of roughed up a young wrestler. 
and some of the heavyweights from the different schools paid them a visit, <laughs> and that kind of kind of put an end to that. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was great. It was great. I mean, I did it in high school, and it was the best thing I ever did. Uh, trying to keep a little weight off and uh, and have a good time. But uh, I just remembered those sellout crowds in the Coliseum for wrestling, and that was always a lot of fun. It really was. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Hey, good hearing from you, Walter. You just never know what direction... Uh, you're going with some things, so uh, this is the wrestling. This is yeah. the this is the wrestling show, but not the one that Dan and I would know. Would no, you're right. Do. So, you're right. Uh, it's pretty. It is interesting because this is something that like I I've read about it. Like you mentioned, uh, but I mean, it really was. They were good crowds, and yeah. I mean, live. I mean, rowdy crowds. I mean, it makes sense. It is a sport that would lend itself very well to that. You know, just, oh man, you just, just, just streaming, watching. Yeah. You know here. Here's a reversal and take down it. Oh yeah, I mean it, it, it was fun. Yeah, no, I, that's that, that's awesome. I just um, maybe maybe some they there could be a comeback for that. But but Mitch is uh, you know uh, and and who was it? Jerry's uh, was it? Did it start with Jerry? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Auburn High is really good. Has yeah. been oh, really yeah. really yeah, good yeah. In, and the, and wrestling is is very popular in the state of Alabama high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it would be interesting if one day uh, that got to a point where that could come back uh, on yeah. either on either end for sure. All right, uh, we've got a few minutes before we get to the bottom of the hour. Let, let's talk a little basketball. We really haven't gotten much into last night and and sort of where everything sits right now. Yep. We did mention it a while ago. I mean, that loss by Alabama, they're just one game up on Texas A&M with a trip out to College Station. I need to look at who everybody plays I in between, mm-hmm. but I mean – Crazy to think that, I mean, a team that is right now still not considered in the tournament could be the number one seed in the SEC tournament if if they went out and beat Alabama at home. Uh, Alabama's got a got a good bounce-back opportunity uh, on Saturday. They, they, host, they host Georgia. Oh, yeah. Um, then they go to South Carolina, another good bounce back game. I'm not but, expecting them to lose another game before they get there. And then it's then it's home against Arkansas, home against Auburn, and then they go to they go to um, College Station to end the season. A and M, on the other hand, Alabama's the only team that's unbeaten at home. Yes, this year, Missouri uh, go. Uh, I'm sorry, A and M goes to Missouri on Saturday. That could be tough. They host Tennessee. Ooh. They go to Mississippi State. That is go, a tough finish. They go to Ole Miss. Oh, they got they got to win there, and then they, they host should. Alabama. So it is a tough run in Ooh, for for A and M, especially a team that again, with the way their non conference shook out this year, they need to pick up as many wins as they, they can, and probably have a good run in Nashville, which I mean they obviously did last season uh, in in Tampa. Um, yeah, just the beginning of the season really killed. They, were, they, they appeared to be, I mean, bad. They just looked like a bad team. Losses this year to. Um, Murray State, uh, Boise State, which is not a terrible loss. Boise State and Memphis are two very good teams. Lost to Wofford at home. Mm. And then uh, lost by, let's see, that is 28. They lost by 28 uh, in a game to Colorado earlier this year. And Colorado is probably not a tournament team uh, this year. So, like, it's it's a tough non-con for sure. Um, but, yeah, the, the run-ins are going to be very interesting. You look at Tennessee, they have Kentucky in Rupp. Uh, coming off of this big win against Alabama, they have Kentucky and Rupp mm-hmm. on Saturday. They go to A and M. 
like I, like I mentioned, uh, and then uh, South Carolina, Arkansas before coming to Auburn to to wrap up. So that's not easy dra- for them yeah. either. There's still some drama. There's still some intrigue. Uh, Tennessee just one game ahead of Auburn uh, in the race. Auburn and Kentucky tied for that fourth spot mm-hmm. uh, in there, yeah. and then and then it is a list: uh, Florida, Missouri, Vanderbilt, all at seven and six. Arkansas, Georgia. Both at five, uh, six and seven, and man, Mississippi State was on. The, if Mississippi State could have pulled it off, they'd have been right there with them as well. Uh, States at five and eight, and then it drops off pretty, pretty harshly oh, to Ole Miss, got, Mississippi, you, uh, Ole Miss, uh, South Carolina, and LSU. Hard to believe LSU's one and twelve. Is you know that's a team they looked okay they heading into from, conference. Yeah, they they started from scratch, and you thought, oh, maybe you know, Matt McMahon's got it kind of together. It's just it has not clicked for them this year. And and also, I mean, like South Carolina, I think everybody knew South Carolina was facing an uphill battle this year. Uh, Gigi Jackson is going to end up being like the uh, he's going to get the Anthony Edwards Ben Simmons Memorial Award for a really good freshman that played mm-hmm. only one year on a bad team in the SEC. Uh, but yeah, it, Ole Miss, it, it, this it, it's. It's got to be over for Kermit, right? Like I don't, I, can't I, don't, see, I don't see them. I can't bringing. see any way. But but they should have got it rid of him last year. I thought just because of like when everyone's making a move, you don't want to be the last one to make a move, right? Uh, and they had a losing season in SEC play last year. What's What's been crazy to me is how many of the top players in the country have mentioned Ole Miss. Yeah, they're still. I mean, they're. He's got some talent. I mean, um, Deshaun Ruffin was a guy that obviously Auburn really wanted, um, was committed here for a little bit. Jamin Brakefield was a former five-star. I mean, they've got some really good players there. It just has not clicked. And the and, other thing, the other Kermit thing, Davis had won. I mean, it's not like, Kermit's oh, a great you know, coach. Yeah. Like he is, he's a really good coach, was a thorn in Bruce Pearl's side for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be very interesting to see what Ole Miss does. They they have that they have the the pavilion is a very nice facility um, and they just the support there just is lacking severely um, and they just they feel like we've seen Georgia do it this year make the hire get some early success you can kind of turn the corner quick I wonder who that's going to be for Ole Miss Dan's on the uh, Rick Pitino bandwagon I've I've heard some people saying Chris, Will Waits about to be cleared Chris Beard is um, he, he be was. And Chris yeah. Beard, Chris Bridges is going to be available, and like the charges against him were dropped in his his case, right. and I'm sure that's going to, I'm sure that's going to like make some oh. prospective schools look at him really really closely. Yeah, you may see you may see coaches being let go sooner than than you had normally thought because they want to be right there but at the it, front it, of the it line. It does seem though because there was so much, so much turnover in the SEC this past year. It seems like Ole Miss might be the only opening that you get. You you would think. Yeah, I would think so. Cuz they're just everybody else cuz they've been bottom have been been is Vandy, you know, is Vandy going to pull the plug on Jerry and no. <laughs> no. They better not. <laughs> no, right, not at we all. need to get to the bottom of the hour break. Zep Jasper joins us on the other side. Stick with us. Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday. Bill, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Uh, we'll get Zepp Jasper with us here in a few minutes. I think they were just finishing up uh, practice, so we'll have him on uh, with us here in a few minutes. So let's let's go ahead and, and, and start talking a little bit about um, 
Auburn, we we really uh, haven't really gotten your thoughts much about the Missouri game, which was, I mean, as decisive and as impressive a game, I think, as Auburn has played this year. Absolutely. To to hold the one of the best offenses in college basketball, you know, down to 56 points is incredible. Mm-hmm. 89. And, look, and 89 is great for Auburn. I was wondering if they're going to get close to 50. I mean, really, for, yeah. for a while, Auburn looked like they were going to win by 50 and hold them to, like, the 40s. Yeah. Auburn scoring 89 is always impressive. Good to hear, uh, good to see guys making shots like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll talk to Zepp about that here shortly. But, uh, that's an awesome offense that you held to nothing, and they do a lot of stuff that has given Auburn trouble this they had year. Eighteen at the half. Yeah, it was forty-five to eighteen. Really impressive game for Auburn. And again, we we talk about it. the offense, the execution, the consistency of the offense. It's going to be up and down. That's just kind of baked into it. You're 26 games of the year. You know what you are if you're Auburn. Right. But when Auburn's been at its best this season, it is that defense and that rebounding. And they did such a good – they were always going to dominate Missouri on the boards just because they're yeah, not Missouri is a, not a good rebounding team at all. And I think they were always going to really give them trouble on offense just be, because Missouri's defense is really bad. But the way they play that defense, if they can keep that going moving forward, that's going to be the key to them winning games. And mm-hmm. and, and I think the, the way they started off against an awesome – Offense is is a really good sign, and then I, tomorrow, or sorry, Saturday against against Vanderbilt, it's going to be another time in those matchups because Vanderbilt is better on offense than they are on defense, and they play slower pace. They take care of the ball, and Jerry Stackhouse always. I mean, uh, Alan Flanagan said it today. They run an NBA offense, and that's one hundred percent great because yeah, that's where yeah, that's where sure. Stacks from, and, and he was one of the best G League coaches in the uh, around when when Vanderbilt got him. However, Vandy does have much more of an inside presence. Yeah, Liam Robbins, got. Liam Robbins, number two in the country in block percentage, number five in fouls drawn per forty minutes. He is as good of a center as you're going to find anywhere in the country. Um, and you know, different, very different than Broom. Different, obviously, than a, a guy like. Uh, a guy like, um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking? Oscar Sheepway. Yeah, uh, different type of dudes, but yeah, very much one of those things where Auburn crushed Missouri because they had that inside presence and Missouri mm-hmm. didn't. You're not going to get that against Vanderbilt. You're going to have to beat him in a different way, which I think will be good for this team to adjust because it's been a minute since Auburn's played a team that is as methodically paced as that as Vanderbilt is. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I, <laughs> I believe we... We have things set up now. So, uh, yes, right now it's time for our weekly Tiger Take segment brought to you by Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. And, uh, yes, once again, we're pleased to be joined by Auburn senior guard Zepp Jasper uh, here on the on the drive. It's Bill and Justin here in the studio. And, first of all, Zepp, congratulations, man, on that uh, very impressive win over Missouri uh, a couple of nights ago. Thank you. Thank you. It was a very impressive win. Um, you know, um, you know, we just came out there and just had that drive that we had to win that game. Um, we know we had been disappointed the last couple of weeks, last two weeks, but we knew um, Tuesday night that it was a must win. And um, we came out from the jump hot and was ready to play with swarming defense. And everyone was just locked in and ready to play. Zeb, obviously defense is is your bread and butter. I mean, that's what you're known for. And, I, and it's one of those things about that game that stood out to me so much is that Missouri's so good on offense, and they do a lot of really good stuff, especially with their ball handlers. 
What was the key for y'all to get off to such a good start on defense and keep it the whole way? I mean, it was it was thirty to six at one point in the yeah. in the game. What was the key to y'all shutting down what was you know really one of the better offenses in college basketball? Um, the key was you know just you know stopping one of their best players, Kobe Brown. You know mm-hmm. he's one of the best players in the SEC in the conference, and you know cutting the head off the snake. You know that was crucial um, because we knew shutting him down, we could get the other players. You know, shut down. So um, we knew we had to do that. Zep, it it had to be. I mean, a, a good feeling, um, and because it had been so frustrating. You guys have been playing really good defense, but hadn't been able to quite get over the hump. I mean, close losses uh, after close losses, and then you got out there uh, on Tuesday night and jumped on them but never let up. I, I thought that was probably as impressive to me as anything is you really never gave them a chance to breathe, to even think about getting back in the game. Um, We never gave them a chance. Um, We knew coming into the game that, you know, that was important. Um, It was all about the math, you know, the campaign, you know, moving up spot. And we know BP talked to us about, you know, we didn't want to be going jumping from a third seed to eighth seed. You know, so we knew this this game would be so crucial that, you know, we had to go walls out with our defense and offense. We knew that it was very important to, you know, to just come out, you know, with the energy um, because, you know, it was just crucial in order for us to stay in the race, you know, just to be in the third or fourth, you know, um, in the SEC. Zeppa, obviously, the two-guard spot, you and KD both had really, really strong games against Missouri. KD couldn't miss in the first half. You had a couple of big threes in the second half as well. Just what was it like, you know, having both of you guys have that much kind of offensive success? Because this season, y'all have had a lot more success on the defensive end, but, you know, having having games where both of y'all were pretty locked in from deep. Um, You know, it's, it's important. You know, for me, you know, I feel like with me and Katie get on, you know, from defense to offense, you know, it helps the teams out in many ways, but it also opens up the offense because they have to guard the three ball, they have to guard Katie's drive, they have to guard my three ball. And, you know, it's just very exciting just to see balls go in for both of us because, you know, we work super hard. You know, when you work super hard and things don't go your way, you just got to keep going. Um, because there's been so many things that get in your way when you ain't making shots, but you know you're putting in the work in the gym. You just got to keep going and keep fighting and keep climbing. And I feel like that's what me and Katie have been doing all year. I feel like we're going to come on at the right time of the year, and it's, and it's the end of the year. That's when they're going to need us the most. You know, I, I see a lot of people with a lot of negative comments, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay because we we both feel like this is time to shine. This is the time to make things happen. This is the end, this is the end of the season. Yeah. This is the time where people are going to count on you the most, not the regular season. You know, they're going to count on you in March Madness and the SEC Conference Tournament. So, you know, I feel like we get in a great groove. And, you know, I'm very proud of KD, you know, just his perseverance on how he can handle things this year and just, you know, just being a dude he has been. You know, getting back to that, wow, crazy man, KD, with uh, <laughs> looking at his face, crazy eyes. You know, I, I love that from him. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you and KD, both these last few games have, have played really, really well. I, I do have to ask you this, though, because I've asked, Several of your teammates here since it happened, uh, and I also got to ask Alan about it today. Tell me your reaction or what you saw when Alan hit that dunk in the first half on Kobe Brown, that that, that clear-out dunk that he had that made everybody kind of go nuts on the sideline. What was your reaction to seeing Al do that? 
Um, you know, it was very interesting. Um, because, you know, Allen had one of those dunks in a minute. And when he did that type of dunk, you know, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I was back on defense, playing defense, but I was just like, I was just like, man. <laughs> I was like, that's Allen I like right there. You know, and I, I, I loved it. And, you know, it was just one of those dunks. You, you just got to get out of your seat for it. Mm-hmm. You oh, wear yeah. that thing back. And everybody did. Back <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, question, no question about it. We're talking with Zepp Jasper, as we do uh, here on Thursdays, here at Tiger Takes on the drive. And, uh, yeah, as, as uh, Justin mentioned, you hit a couple of threes. Zepp, do you, do you – uh, it, it's funny. Bruce has talked about, you know, got – uh, sort of encouraging at times, encouraging Jalen to take the shot a little bit more, take the shot a little bit more. You get a little bit of that sometimes because, I mean, it's obvious watching you, you can shoot it. You just uh, you just don't pull the trigger as much as, as some of the other guys. Um, You know, I just don't pull the trigger as much, but I feel like um, I can. I just oh, yeah. got to get that, that confidence and, you know, be able to get it going, you know. Um that's all it's really about, you know. I'm a great shooter. You know, a lot of people don't really understand and really see me putting the work I put in, but I feel like I get I get I put in work and I should get more than what I do, but you know, I'm a team player. I was been team first. Um and you know, at the end of the season I feel like I'm gonna come on when it's time to come on and you know, I just appreciate everybody, you know, just having the confidence in me. Well, as you said, I mean, this is the time uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure you've seen a couple of couple, more than a couple of folks have noticed that um, the record you guys have right now is the same record that the 2019 team that made that run to the Final Four had. It's all about getting hot at the right time, and this is the time you want to be doing that. So, coming off a big win, you head up to Nashville Saturday night to take on a Vandy team that's been playing pretty well lately. Oh yeah, Vandy got a great coach. Um... Coach Stackhouse is one of those coaches that, you know, he have a lot of sets that he run, you know, that he didn't ran, the NBA type sets. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a team that's a sneaky team that could can beat us. So we know we're going to come in with the mindset of we have to win. It's going to be crucial because um, everyone knows that this is a must-win game. You know, they didn't they didn't play Tennessee and um, everybody else close in close games and beat them. So, you know, they're, they're trying to keep their game their game plan close so they can make the tournament, you know, with them trying to beat us and keep, keep them in the run, you know, just to be in the, in being a March Madness. Well, it would be, you know, you're, uh, um, you know, trying to get there to that 20 win mark and go ahead and make sure that you've got those double buys for the SEC tournament, as well as moving up in the season, uh, the seating for the postseason. Um, give us a little scouting report. What have you seen when you look at Vandy? Um, we really haven't went, went over much. Um, about them, but they got a, a great big man. Yep. With, you know, pretty good guards with everybody, you know, play, do their assignment on the team. Um, but, you know, um, they're, they're a team that plays tough, play hard, better from three than two. So, you know, it's going to be a team we have to, um, it's going to be a team that we have to, you know, play great defense on and stop the three. And also, you know, just be smart, you know, because like I say, Stackhouse run great plays and, you know, he's one of those coaches can execute in any type of form. The uh, you, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned their their uh, their big guy. Uh, obviously, everybody's hoping that uh, that Janai is uh, is as close to healthy as possible for Saturday night. How's he doing? Um, he's doing pretty good, but he will 
he'll be ready um, by Saturday. Um, he'll be, you know, he'll be good to go. And um, I think he'll be back healthy. And so I, I think no people need to worry on, on how he'll do and how he'll be back on Saturday. Well, that's good. Uh, everybody going to be watching. I mean, there's going to be a big crowd of Auburn folks going. I got some family just going. And, uh, you know, some, for some folks, it's easier to get a ticket to an away game than it is to get one to Neville Arena. So look for a decent Auburn crowd there. Oh, yeah. Look for, for a great Auburn crowd. Um, a couple months um, ago, I seen, you know, Auburn Nashville fans on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I'll be looking forward to seeing a couple Auburn, you know, fans down there in Nashville and look to put the chairs on and, you know, as players, we won't we won't let them down. We'll play super hard and try to get the win. Have you ever been in that in that gym? Never, never been in that gym. That is a different man. It's a different kind of place. I mean, the way it's set up, the the benches are on either end and sunk, and I mean, it's got uh, uh, it's got uh, hidden seats and all kinds of craziness. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you guys will be able to adapt to it quick. But yeah, it's gonna be it'll be a different uh, different kind of place when you get in there, man. Um, so uh, so so good luck to you and and the team. And and once again, we're, we really appreciate you spending a little time with us. Oh yeah, thank y'all. As always, you know, it's always good to you know just to get on and. You know, talk about basketball and, you know, see where we'd be. You know, um, I enjoy these talks and, you know, I appreciate y'all. Oh, we look forward to it every week. One more, hey, uh, again, one more time before you go, let everybody know how they can follow you. Instagram is RIP underscore QAN12. Twitter is RIP underscore QAN5. All right, Zip. Appreciate it once again. Uh, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Zepp Jasper joining us, as he does each Thursday, with Tiger Takes. Brought to you by Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. Check them out. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Stick with us here on the Thursday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of The Drive here on this Thursday with Bill and Justin Ferguson. And, uh... Yeah, as we were talking, and you were going over some of the um, schedules that that people have left. Auburn, I mean, Auburn really has to win these next two ball games, and it would be very beneficial if they could win at least one of the last three. And you're that's that's firm. the best. Yeah, that that's the best way they can assure themselves of those double buys, mm-hmm. and plus it'd get them to twenty one wins. And it would get it would give them a really good spot, I think, in the NCAA tournament. Because mm-hmm. usually your your seating doesn't change a ton in the in the conference tournaments. They usually don't let you know the conference tournament like overwhelmingly affect where no. you get seated. So yeah, it would be a really really good spot for them to be in. Um, but yeah, take care of business against Vanderbilt, and take care of business against Ole Miss, and then try to snag one of these last last three, and you're in a really good spot. Uh, moving forward, uh, that Kentucky game, I think that I wouldn't be surprised that Kentucky game ends up being like the decider of who gets I, that I agree. Yeah, I mean, right now those teams are tied, and uh, uh, you know, Kentucky has has proved to be human. They've lost a couple of games at home mm-hmm. as well. Pretty much everybody's proven to be human. Yep. Alabama's the closest to not human, and 
you know, they just lost. So, like, it's it'll be very interesting to see what the run-in looks like for, for a lot of these teams. And it's just a very, I mean, very balanced, very competitive conference. you got you got about two teams that have kind of separated them, two or three teams that kind of separated themselves from the pack, and then it's just a big wad oh, in the yeah. middle, and then about three teams that are, you know, just way behind everybody else. So, I mean, that four, you know, three, the four. The 11 team right now, it's Mississippi State, mm-hmm. is not bad. It's a, yeah, really good. I mean, you're looking at a situation right now, I think, where like from about 3 to 11 in the SEC, yeah. I, any of those. Any of them could beat anybody. And, and, and we've and, even and, seen and, one and two aren't, aren't, aren't uh, mm-hmm. you know, invincible either. We'll get uh, back to the phone. We've got time for another call, and Bill is up next. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I was going to call you earlier. I had a question about uh, Katie Johnson's shot. Mm-hmm. I, something changed, and it changed in like a week. Um the shot had some arc on it. Yep. It had a rotation that was consistent. It didn't hit the rim and bounce way off. You know, it had that soft touch. Before, he was just a streaky shooter. But against Missouri, he actually looked like a, a shooter. Yeah. So and th- I just haven't seen that change in such a quick turnaround. I was wondering if y'all had heard if they've done yep. something different. Or- yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So Bruce talked about this the other night after the game. Uh, him and Mark... Uh, Bruce and I'm gonna Mark- hang up, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call, Bill. Bruce and Marquise Daniels got together with KD and said, "Hey, man, like you need to put some more arc on your shot. When you have lift in it, you look a lot better shooting the ball. You have a lot better of a um, percentage when it just the shot just looks a little bit better. So what they do is what they get, they got them on the gun, which if you don't know what that is, it's a shooting machine that they have where these big nets off to the side and all the way around, and it would feed into a uh, ball that just kind of shoots it, you know, passes it back out to you. The thing about the net, if you've ever shot on one before, is with the way it goes up on the sides with the netting, you have to put some good arc on your shot. If you shoot a line drive, it's just going to go to the net. Yeah, you're just you're <laughs> not going to you're not going to have it. So Bruce told KD, "Hey, get on the gun." And Marquise helped him with it a lot and say, "Hey, get on the gun. Just really, really work on getting that arc up." And so, like you said, Bill. This game against Missouri, he gets on fire. I mean, that, but that shot's having a lot of art because when KD started tailing off last season and then throughout this year, it was a lot of line drive looking kind of oh, yeah. jumpers. And especially when you're 6'1, it's not really what, what, what you want. You want to have good arc. You want to have a, that, that good follow through. The more rotation you get, too, you, you are. It's, it's going to be softer on the rim. And so, like you said, in, a, in the span of about a week, they really buckled down. And, and, and KD, to his credit, got, did a lot of extra work in shooting. Uh, and so they used kind of Marquise Daniels as, as kind of the kind of the development coach there, and really took it on as a personal project this week to help him out with uh, with that a uh, with with that aspect of his game. So yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's like um, guys can make these little tweaks, and it, it makes all the difference you know down the stretch of the season, especially yeah, you, for a player like KD, who's, oh, yeah. who brings you so much and everything else. And you just hope that you know he can continue and be consistent with that. Justin, we're just about out of time. Uh, Got got time for you, though, to let everybody yep. know about the Observer and uh, how they can get it and what's coming up. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. Check it out. Story uh, today on Auburn's linebackers. A lot of basketball this week and this weekend. Mailbag out tomorrow podcast. We got a ton of stuff. AuburnObserver.com. Sign up. It's $6 a month or $60 for the full year. And everything we do gets emailed to your inbox at 6 a.m. Central Time most mornings. Uh, and we're going to have a ton of it between the stretch run of basketball season and the start of spring football coming up. No question about that.